Good afternoon, everyone that's online today. We're excited to have Siegfried Gershi join us as the guest speaker of this month's corporate conference call here at Avena Originals. An influential member of the health community for many years, Siegfried is the founder of the Alive magazine, the publisher of this publication for over 30 years. He is also the author of a number of best-selling books, including The Good Fats and Oils and the award-winning Encyclopedia of Natural Healing. Fats and oils have been a specific interest since his childhood, as his father was an oil merchant for unrefined oils and nut butters in Germany. As a supplier of Venus truly 100% raw and unrefined extra virgin coconut oil, with his wealth of knowledge and expertise in this subject, tonight's call is sure to be informative and highly educational. I want to just mention the purpose of this call. It's serving as an excellent marketing tool. The purpose of this conference call is to educate, motivate, and inform our members on the phenomenal ability of the body has to heal itself when you simply clean and feed the body. Also to help our members appreciate what makes the Vena Originals powerful tools stand out from the rest. And to uh, moderate this call, we want to welcome, I should say, Charlene Wheeler, raw foodist here at Avena, and uh, she's going to uh, do the interview with uh, Siegfried. So Charlene, thank you and welcome, and uh, take it from here. All right. Thanks, Mel. Welcome, Siegfried. We're excited to have you join us tonight on this call. Yeah, I'm excited, too. It's a real pleasure. Yeah. I appreciate uh, having this opportunity. Yeah. Great. We appreciate your wealth of knowledge. And what I've done is actually gotten together a bunch of questions that are the most commonly asked questions on coconut oil and um, mm-hmm. get you to... Bring us up to up to speed on coconut oil, so we can all have a true understanding of how powerful this food is for the body. One of the most commonly asked questions first on coconut oil is whether it's a bad oil, because most people are being told by their doctors to stay away from fat, saturated fats as they raise their cholesterol levels. Yeah, isn't that amazing that uh, many people think coconut oil isn't is a bad oil? No? Yes, and uh, you know. It's just because uh, people haven't caught up with yet their education yet. At one time, before the war, we uh, used to know three groups or four groups of oils, the polyunsaturated, the unsaturated, the monounsaturated, and the saturated fats. And the saturated fats, they were the ones that were hard at room temperature and uh, that included basically all oils, or, or rather all fats that came from animal, animal source, like beef fat and lard and geese fat and everything that was hard as at room temperature, including coconut oil, was a bad fat. But meanwhile, we have learned that there's many, many different fatty acids. For instance, in butter, there's 56 different fatty acids. In the polyunsaturated fatty acids, we have got so many different polyunsaturated fatty acids. We recognize the most important ones as omega-3 and omega-6, and then the omega-9, the monounsaturated fats. And in the saturated fats, we also found that there are several different groups of fat, the long-chain fatty acids, which have a very high melting point, and the short-chain fatty acids, or the medium-chain fatty acids, which are the coconut fatty acids. And there is about a dozen different fatty acids in coconut oil, and they are all medium chain. And they melt in your hand, 
because they have a very low melting point of 25 degrees. And our body temperature is actually 39 degrees, or 37 degrees, I should say. While the uh, saturated fats that come from beef, for instance, they have a higher melting point, and that is simply because the um, temperature of the cow is two degrees higher than ours. That's a very good point there, Siegfried. I find that absolutely fascinating to know that animal fats aren't easily broken down in our bodies simply because the temperatures are so different in the animals compared to our body temperatures. You know that at, in, the, in the years before the war, the coconut oil was actually hydrogenated also to bring the temperature up because coconut oil was sold in block, uh, like baker's uh, chocolate. And uh, if it, it would have not been hydrogenated, that means uh, artificially hardened, it would melt on a, on a warm day and just flow off the shelf. And for that reason, they hydrogenated the coconut oil, and it was sold in just in wrapped in cellophane paper, just like chocolate, and it would not melt. Um, that type of fat for the body, any hydrogenated oil, doesn't matter whether it's canola or whether it's sunflower seed oil or if it's refined and hydrogenated or, or partially hydrogenated to make a margarine or so, it's a bad fat. Crisco is the worst of all of them. And we call these trans fatty acids the ones that are damaged by heat. So that's why it's so important for people to make sure that any oils they take into their body are cold pressed, extra virgin oils. They should not be heat treated because right. anything, uh, any oil, any seed oil heated to more than 75 degrees creates trans fatty acids. It makes oil a toxic substance and yet the supermarkets are full of them. Exactly. Now I've heard that coconut oil provides energy quickly and for many hours. Can you explain why that is? The uh, medium chain triglycerides, they behave much, much different than other long-chain fatty acids, they bypass the liver and go directly into the bloodstream. They go directly to the cells to create energy and a little bit slower than uh, carbohydrates, the pure sugar would do. The pure sugar creates energy for 15 minutes. Fat creates energy for a much longer time and the uh, medium-chain fatty acids from coconut oil create energy at breakfast. You should have enough energy till lunch. That's fascinating. Isn't it? Now, now many people call in and they believe that the consumption of coconut oil is causing obesity today. But generally, good fats break down the bad fats in our body, and coconut oil definitely is one of those good fats. Yeah. It's amazing that uh, a lot of people don't uh, believe that uh, obesity comes from the overconsumption of carbohydrates not really of fats. The metabolic train in the body is that carbohydrates are taken in to create energy, and if they're not burned up, then the body will change the carbohydrates into glycerin, from glucose into glycerin, into triglycerides, which is fat, and that goes into storage, goes straight into storage. And that will be stored under the skin, in the belly part, in the buttock, everywhere. To get rid of stored fat is very, very hard. Actually, it's a, it's a natural cycle. It used to be that when people worked their land and uh, they had the fruits and vegetables and the food from the land, in the summer they had all the berries and all the sweet fruits, the apples, all the car rich carbohydrate foods, and they would set on a little bit of fat for the winter. And in the winter, when the food was meager and didn't have enough reserves for energy, 
then the body would go into the body's reserves and would reconvert the fat into energy, just the exact opposite of metabolic train. That way, people survived even in very lean times. But today, we don't have lean times. If you're hungry, you go to the fridge, whether it's summer, winter, or, or fall, or spring, yeah? It's always filled with, uh, with uh, lots of uh, food. And uh, for that reason, one, carbohydrates have been turned into fat, into deposit fat or fat deposits, it's very hard to, to turn them back. Wow, very interesting point. Yeah, and uh, for that reason, uh, obese people, it's not the fat that they eat, it's the carbohydrate. The fat-free diet was probably the greatest uh, mistake that ever happened uh, because people uh, didn't eat fat, and fat gives you the uh, saturation uh, feeling that you're satisfied. And when you take a tablespoon of coconut oil, you feel satisfied. You don't have food cravings. But if you don't eat fat at all, you're constantly hungry. You're craving for another sweet cookie or something. And you add more carbohydrates. And, and the chain, and it, it turns faster and faster and faster. And, and that is why we have the problem with the obesity. How is it that coconut oil all of a sudden seems to be the latest health craze? Isn't it something, you know, whenever something comes on the market with that, which is newly discovered, and in, with coconut oil, we cannot really say that it's newly discovered. Just we have had coconut oil for quite some time, but it was pushed away from the market. But um, when it comes back, then all of a sudden everybody jumps on it, and and uh, all the writers and and uh, uh, magazines, everybody publicizes the the new discovery here. Right. And here in in coconut oil, um, hopefully it will be. A situation that we had uh, many years ago with uh, with flax oil, where um, the, the refined linseed oil was actually pushed off the market through freshly pressed oil that actually took the place of of refined oils. And now this product has a solid place in all health food stores. Yeah, with uh, coconut oil, it will probably be the same thing. That it's not a just a short-lived uh, craze that will go vegan because people will realize how good this oil is and what the health benefits are. It's actually a healing oil. And uh, Dr. Fife has put out a CD where he explains all the positive effects and the benefits of coconut oil in many different degenerative diseases. Now, I'm totally confused, Siegfried, because most people have heard that polyunsaturated oils are the best and the healthiest, yet now we're hearing that the saturated extra virgin oil is the healthiest on earth. Can you cover that point? Yeah. You see, at one time, and we may want to go back before the oil was produced in large quantities with expeller presses and that, people did get their, their source of oil came from seeds, from sunflower seeds, from hazelnuts, from walnuts, from avocados, from, from the fruits and vegetables they ate. The proportion of the oil, you know, even from fish with the omega-3s, and the proportion was that polyunsaturated fats were just a very, very small segment in the spectrum of the oils that people took in. Most of the fat was saturated fat that they ate, but that has changed through the years, and the polyunsaturated fats especially took a big jump in the years uh, after 1930, in the pre-war years, and then again in after the war, where um, sunflower seed oil, safflower seed oil, and soya bean oil were promoted by the government uh, just to create a lot of work for the farmers in the United States. 
And at that time, they also uh, put a hefty tax on imported coconut oil. What happened is that all of a sudden, the polyunsaturated fats took over, and they consist up to 90% in people's diet today, sex organs, to give us uh, hair growth and uh, prevent uh, uh, skin disorders like eczema and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, yeah, the uh, the pasta. Some oils are meant to be, and you cannot. Uh, I uh, I'm often talk to people and say, "Would you believe that some oils don't even have calories?" And then I um, refer to uh, jojoba beans and to castor oil, and you can drink these oils and of course you get a diarrhea right away because the body cannot use these for anything else other than than uh, getting rid of the fats again and the same happens with uh, a mineral oil uh, paraffin for instance it's a laxative it, the body cannot use it and we have uh, uh, omega oils the six and sevens uh, or the six and threes uh, they if you if you take too much of those you will get a loose stool. And the same happens with uh, coconut oil. If you take too much of it, it does not deposit in the body. It just it just is goes goes out with the stool. Yeah. Very interesting. That's the way you want it to work. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And that helps? happens with that happens with overdoses of vitamin C. The doctors usually say, well, you're buying expensive urine because you find your vitamin C in the urine again. But it also takes a lot of toxins along. You know, that is what the doctor doesn't know. Right. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Now, mm-hmm. in health food stores, when people have a concern and they address the concerns of candida, they are usually given really expensive supplements of caprylic acid for eliminating the candida albicans. Will coconut oil do the same thing, Siegfried? Yeah, amazingly, yes. As a matter of fact, the pyrrhic acid is uh, is part of the uh, uh, medium chain fatty acids, which uh, fights um, the uh, candida yeast, um, which is a fungus. And when we talk about yeast, we need to talk about uh, um, a wide variety of 200 different types of yeast. You know, it's sort of like talking about dogs, you know, uh, what dog are we uh, talking about? The bulldog here, or the German Shepherd, or the Rottweiler? You know, the ones that do a lot of harm. Or do we talk about a toy poodle, or a little dachshund, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same in the in the uh, yeast. The body is full of yeast. We have got friendly yeasts, the lactoacid bacteria. They are yeast. They belong into that that area. All the uh, yogurt bacteria. The kefir, and uh, and our body is full of good bacteria. But when we have taken antibiotics and we killed all these good bacteria, then of course the candida sets in. That's a bad yeast. And it's sort of like if a state doesn't function properly with a good government, then the police takes over. Then all of a sudden we have a, a condition where things go haywire and the police has to take over. And that happens in the body as well, when the candida takes over, then we have got a lot of problems, especially in the intestines where the nutrients are not absorbed properly, people get tired, the uh, all kinds of other um, 
ailments come along with, with yeast infection. So it's important to get rid of the yeast infection. And you can do that just by taking lots of coconut oil. Coconut oil is far, more, far less expensive than uh, the supplements that you buy in a health food store. And you can eat it by the tablespoon. And if you do this for a couple of days, you'll, find, you'll already find a difference. Most people report between, between four and seven days, they find a difference in Wow. So how much would they take in a zig? How much would they take in a day, Zigfried? Well, there are there are, there are several recommendations. Uh, there's a, a recommendation for uh, maintenance purpose that you get the good fats in in proper amounts, which is about three ta- teaspoons a day, one in the morning, noon, and after. You can mix it with food. You can mix it with, um, or you can just take it straight. Now, for therapeutic purposes. If you're looking to get rid of an ailment like candida, for instance, you take uh, three tablespoons. Uh, three, yeah, three tablespoons, one in the morning, one at noon, and, and one in the evening. Um, it was said, uh, some people have, uh, uh, this, these are testimonials, they have said uh, they took uh, coconut oil before bedtime and they couldn't sleep because of all the energy. Yeah, So maybe really? you don't want to do that. Don't take so, it after six or seven at night. <laughs> good point there. Yeah. So should people be taking the caprylic, um, the, like the the coconut for the candida albicans? Should they be taking that on an empty stomach before meals, or can they be taking? Yeah, it that is that is um, either either way, either way it works. Okay. And so uh, it really doesn't the, matter to have to do it on an empty stomach. Uh, you don't have to. No. Okay. Good to know. Even though that. Um, I have never heard any complaints that people say, you know, quite often when you take something on an empty stomach, it, it sort of feels heavy in the stomach, mm-hmm. but uh, but not, not coconut oil. It doesn't feel heavy in the stomach. And it tastes yeah, I, delicious, I, too. The, um, I, I was going to mention, you know, that coconut oil is an antifungi, anti, antibacterial, and antivirus. And uh, Dr. Gadirid has done some... Dr. Darrett is actually uh, 84 years old. He still practices at the University Hospital in Manila. And uh, 1998, he started uh, working with uh, virgin coconut oil, and he found that virgin coconut oil was an oil that has had medicinal values, which he didn't know before. But uh, then he applied it to many, many different ailments, and he had excellent results. And uh, he also started um, a study with people, HIV-infected people, and he uh, wasn't able to continue the study because he he ran out of funds. But um, he figured about halfway through, about uh, five weeks through the study, he noticed that the uh, the viral count had uh, had re- was reduced to eight by eighty percent. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Awesome. And now, this- uh, you know this is information that is coming out now, and it's available. It's uh, he has written a book called uh, "The Truth About Coconut Oil: The Pharmacy in One Bottle." That was just published. The first printing went out in a hurry, was sold out just like that, and I just got uh, a number of copies just now from the second printing. 
It's very scientific, but it's excellent material. Now, the specific brand that we carry is uh, your extra virgin coconut brand. Can you tell me why this is a little bit more costly than the, you know, cheaper brands on store shelves? What really makes the difference between the two? I uh, think it's maybe best to compare it with other uh, oils. For instance, uh, the uh, olive oil can be bought in stores in about five different grades and price ranges. And uh, with the coconut with the coconut oil, we have a similar situation, except that um, in the Mediterranean, all the olive oil manufacturers, they have all come together and uh, agreed to a standard whereby the uh, first pressing would be the f- pressing that since ancient times uh, remained basically the same, where the olives, the ripe olives, were shaken off the tree with a stick, collected in a net, and when the net was just hung, hours, the oil would drip out without any mechanical pressure or whatsoever. Now, this is really the best type of, coco- of, of olive oil that you can get. However, it's, it's available only on estate farms in, you know, from the producer direct. The uh, extra virgin olive oil is, today is done that the, the olives are collected and put in a vat where uh, the, uh, they are crushed. As a matter of fact, in one of my books, I have a donkey uh, goes around and, and crushes the uh, olives, and this mess, this uh, the crushed olives, they are then put onto straw mats, and you can uh, just imagine the straw mats, they are the size of a small wagon wheel, and um, they are round, and they are put on a spindle, and they are covered with about an inch and a half or two inches of, of this uh, the crushed olives, and then one layer on top of each other until you have got a whole tree of uh, these straw mats with uh, olives in there. And then they put a wooden board on top and a a screw, and then they screw down the whole thing, and the oil would flow out. Now, that is the extra virgin olive oil. The next step would be to take this same thing, warm it up, do the same process again, but then you would get virgin olive oil. And then they do it again, and they cook it, and then, of course, you would get pure olive oil. And then they do it again, and then they put the hexane into it, and the hexane would, would mix uh, with the, uh, the oil, and then they would distillate, distill the, uh, the oil and the hexane, um, and uh, the hexane would... Uh, separate from the oil, and what's left is the light olive oil. And some people think just because it says on the label light that it must be a special good oil, but it's the worst you can get, yeah? Because it has and toxin the, in it. Yeah. It, and the uh, the uh, similar situation with the, uh, with the coconut oil. Uh, coconut oil used to be made many for many, many years, thousands of years, where the farmers would for their own household consumption, would take the coconut oil, scrape out the meat, put it into water, boil it, and overnight uh, cool it, let it cool off, and the next morning you had the oil floating on top and the water on the bottom. And that is still used today in uh, in many, many different areas. 
and that is the uh, traditional way of making coconut oil. However, it is not very stable, um, and uh, but it is sold, and it's a very cheap way of making it. Uh, the other way is uh, that uh, industrial way that has been used for many, many years that you take the dried coconut oil. See, the, the, the problem is to get uh, the water separated from the oil. As I mentioned before, when you cook it, you do it that way. And when you take the dried coconut, the really ripe coconut, and scrape out the meat, which is called copra, and then press that, then you get also oil of it. However, that is not done locally on the uh, uh, farm level. That is, the farmers used to do this. They collect all the uh, copra, put it into Utah sacks and Utah bags, and shipped it to the uh, oil mills, mostly overseas, where then the oil arrived, had picked up a lot of um, things on the way, bad things like mold and, and smell, and, and it needed to be deodorized, it needed to be refined, it needed to be bleached in order to be useful again. But that one is uh, a very, very nutritionally bad oil. It should not be taken. It, uh, it was used for making margarine, and uh, it's not used anymore. Today they use hydrogenated vegetable oils, which is even worse. And the authorized oil is still available in stores and usually costs only about 6 $8 a, a glass, a small glass. But it's usually yellow. It looks yellow. It doesn't, hasn't got any taste, and it has got no nutritional value as far as I'm concerned. The other, uh, the other uh, two methods, the industrial method of getting uh, coconut oil, the virgin coconut oil, is taking the ripe coconuts, pressing them with the expeller presses, and um, and warming it up to uh, a degree where they can separate the water from the oil. And uh, that one is the commonly sold uh, virgin coconut oil. Usually on the label, it doesn't say anything about the heat. It only says expeller pressed. And that people think, well, that must be good. Uh, so that's the morning the, uh, fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, sometimes it's refined, but in most cases it's not refined. And um, the extra virgin coconut oil is, there are two different ways of doing it. One is done in Indonesia and uh, it's called the uh, the uh, centrifuged oil. It's very expensive. It's not available in Canada. And the other one is uh, done with the Sam press, which was which was invented by Dr. Etherington. And um, I did get in touch with Dr. Etherington when I did research my book on coconut oil that I wanted to write and never got around to do it. But uh, I, I then learned that he, after retiring from university where he had uh, taught on, on tropical oils for 40 years, he was really sad to see that the farmers on the islands couldn't make use of their own coconut oil, that they shipped it to the oil factories and, and, and didn't get enough money to even feed the family. So he said, here we have a way they can produce their own oil with this particular press, which is patented and which he had shown at the World Expo in Hanover 2000, and he won an environmental prize for it and some other recognitions. 
And with this press, fresh coconut flesh, which is scraped out of the coconut and, and dried for about 30, 40 minutes on a drying table. On sunshine, it's enough to evaporate the water. And if on cool days, they uh, use a little bit of heat on the drying table and they have you know, little showers where they, they just keep moving uh, the coconut flesh around until the water has steamed off and uh, it's less than 50 degrees. Then it goes into the press and the oil that comes out is clear oil. It has less than 0.2% water in it. And for that reason, it is stable, doesn't go rancid. You can uh, say it has a shelf life up to five years and it tastes good. It will not create any mold. It will not pick up any flavors because there's no water in it. And it's that's an excellent, excellent raw product. That's and for any raw food, yeah? That's very good to know. Yeah. For any raw food uh, preparations, you can add the coconut oil, and you know that you're getting really the best that's available. Oh, that's great. So yeah. that's in addition to that, in addition to that, it's a fair-traded product, yeah? It, because it um, allows the islanders to have a job again and uh, have enough income to feed their families and to give their kids an education. And uh, I, I should maybe tell this, that um, the success of this system was actually in connection with uh, some Christian uh, missionary depots because they took over the management part of the production. Dr. Etherington had uh, established a number of those uh, uh, DME pressing stations and they usually collapsed because there wasn't enough business management available. The islanders were not able to organize themselves and to get a production going. And once he connected it with the uh, mission stations where they took over the management, it worked wonderful. Yeah. And when I heard that, I said, gosh, I want to be involved in that, you know. Okay. That is something that warms my heart. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, Siegfried, some people occasionally on on... On the bottom of the bottles, you will find on the occasional jars a little bit of brown sediment on the bottom. Does that mean that the oil has gone bad, or, or what exactly does that mean? Well, what it really is, it's the the brown, uh, a little bit leftovers from the brown that's on the coconut shell, and it's called testa. And uh, when it when the oil is pressed, or, or uh, let's say when the flesh is scraped out of the coconut oil, it has this small little skin on the coconut. The same as hazelnuts have a brown skin or walnuts. It's it's very thin. Um, and you cannot get it off. And some of it ends up in the oil. However, if by leaving the oil standing for about 45 minutes, it will settle to the bottom. And uh, most of it is, is then not visible anymore. But the very, very fine part, they, are, they still remain in there, and, and they are sometimes settling to the bo bottom when after the filling, the oil melts again, either in transport or elsewhere. It gives the tester to settle to the bottom. That's why you see it in some oils and in, not in others. That's strange, and, and we never know where, we will, where it will show up. But it is actually a good sign. It's a sign that the oil was not mechanically filtered and that it was not refined. It is a natural occurring oil from a natural process. 
and uh, the uh, the tester, the little brown parts of that, it, it's usually light brown or yellowish. It's not harmful. As a matter of fact, it, it shows you that everything, also the other byproducts, which are usually uh, removed from the oil, like vitamin E or enzymes or anything that's nutritious in the coconut oil, usually is refined in the refining process. It's all still available, still there. Great. We love to hear that. You know, some some people say the absolute minimum on on protein intake is 45 uh, grams. If we take less, we will suffer, we will perish. Uh, most people take in about 125 grams, and the and a lot of people take up to 200, 250 grams of protein. Uh, you know, with the hamburgers and all that, what they eat, yeah. And but it's not absorbable forms, right? Right, Siegfried. Yeah, the problem yeah. is is that it's not a form that's absorbable by the body of the protein. The, the protein, the most absorbable protein is, believe it or not, comes from plant sources in a raw state. Right. Yeah. You know, if you eat fresh peas or, as a matter of fact, every plant has protein. You know, the grass that the cows feed on or the, the, uh, the uh, oats that the... Uh, that the horses feed on, they all have protein. That's where the animals get their protein from, from the plants. Right. They don't get it from from meat, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but they get it also in raw form. Once the protein is heated over a certain degree, it becomes very hard to digest. The uh, hard-boiled oil, they are almost they're the hard-boiled eggs. Where you see the sulfur on the on the on the yolk coming out as a green film, that is so hard to digest. People don't believe it, and still they they cook it for potato salad and all that kind of stuff. You know. Didn't you say um, that's almost like a chemical reaction that's formed in that egg? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It. You know, we we uh, we know this from when people have a high fever. Some people die because of a high fever. And that is because the protein in the body hardens. The protein is liquid, just like an egg white, which is liquid. But when it, when you expose it to heat, it hardens. It becomes white. You, you know, when you put it in the pan, you can see it there. And the same happens in the body that with the high temperature, very high temperature, over 42 degrees and so on, they can be fatal because the protein uh, changes. That's what it is, yeah? Interesting. Yeah. Now, the second part to this question that this member submitted was she's heard it said that oils are excellent to be taken when eating fruit because it slows down the rate at which the fruit sugars enter an individual's system. You know, something I, I cannot uh, answer that I haven't read uh, on this. I haven't come across any studies or, or any literature on this. But in some way, it makes sense that this is why my wife actually, uh, when uh, I have a carrot juice and and five times a week, I said we make in the morning we use our our juicer, and mm-hmm. she adds um, coconut oil to it. You know, the fat uh, makes the vitamins available uh, to the body, and so the I can also DNA. yeah, and I can also see that in nature. Things are always complex. They are always combined. You know, you don't have um, 
just grains are just not starch. No, they also have protein with it. Um, an apple has not just carbohydrates. There's also protein with it. Um, there's, uh, you know, the, the sugars, you know, figs and, and, and avocados and so, they also have a certain amount of fat. Uh, very little, but there is some fat in there. And I think in nature, you find that more often that there's nothing refined like the pure white sugar, yeah? Right. Yeah, even even in honey, you have got enough enzymes and enough minerals and enough to slow down the uh, glycemic index, the uptake of the carbohydrates in the body. Interesting. There again, it would have to be taken in its raw form, though, to have... All oh yeah, once it's pasteurized, then it's just a, a sweet uh, spread, yeah. But it's 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 not not honey anymore. Right. Yeah, when it's pasteurized, it's it's no no, it's got to be raw honey from from your beekeeper. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us tonight. I know I myself learned a lot, and we were able to cover all these questions effectively and give people a lot of information. And I'd like to really thank Avena Originals for bringing another dynamic, powerful food available to our members. And it's available at such an affordable price, a reasonable price for such a high-quality product. And we're delighted to be carrying your product here at Avena Originals, Siegfried. I'd like to conclude this uh, conference call tonight reminding our guests if they're a guest on this call tonight, please be sure to connect with the person that invited you to this to this call to discuss the many advantages of memberships with Avena Originals. Our memberships start for just ten dollars a year and find out how you can receive an additional ten percent off the products that you buy from Avena Originals at an already reduced price. Members only price and how you can easily earn these powerful tools to clean and feed your body for free. If you need more information on that, you can feel free to call any of us here at the office and we'd be pleased to help you save money on your powerful tools for cleaning and feeding, building a very powerful body. Now, I'd also like to announce our next conference call scheduled for Monday, April 16th. We encourage you all to join us. Remember, again, these calls take place at 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. So if you connect an hour too early or an hour too late, because of different time zones, you're likely to have missed the call. But we'd like to thank everyone for joining our call tonight. Avena Originals, a company with a heart, extending excellence in health and vitality. And I'd like to wish everyone a good evening. And thank you again, Siegfried, for your time. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Have yeah. a great night. Yeah, Bye-bye. thank you very much.